Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of the Fitness Business University Podcast. Apparently my name is Vince Gabriel and I'm here with Matt Jennings. Apparently your name is Vince Gabriel. Yes. Interesting. Um, okay, a couple housekeeping things before we get started. One, do us a huge favor. Click follow the show. It's not just doing us a favor, it's doing you a favor. Um, we are really upping the podcast ante. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Uh, but we're upping our podcast game like crazy uh, as, of, as of late. And when you simply click the follow show button, you get access immediately when we come out with new episodes and everything like that. So do us a favor and yourself a favor. Click follow show and you will be able to get notified when new episodes come out. Second thing is, if there is any value that is shown uh, throughout the day, whether that you watch this on video or, oh yeah, we're also watching a video. Um, we're not watching a video. We're actually recording on video. Matt is trying to like um, rig up some, you know, we're, we're still cameras, new to video. Cameras we're still new to video. So we're apparently we're taking the FBU podcast, podcast uh, to video and uh, that's our attempt. So you actually can be watching this on video <laughs> or listen to it, uh, whatever. Okay, um, so if you do get value from this episode, do us a favor and share it. It's really simple to share. There's a, like that three little button thing, and you just click that, and you can click share episode, and you can send it, text the message to a friend, Facebook message it to a friend. However you send messages, you can share this episode, but only if you get value. Um, and remember, we have three different formats to the, to the FBU podcast. The first format is called Business Secrets for Gym Owners with Uncle Vinny, right? And I've talked about Uncle Vinny. I've talked about who he is. It's still me, but it's the little bit of the accelerated version of me. It's the edgy me. It's the me in a little bit of a bad mood. It's the me in, you know, by four cups of coffee. It's me, you know, I'm not afraid to, you know, I'm from New Jersey. You know, it's funny that, that one of the, uh, the Kiss Marketing gals came in and they were like, you know, we listened to one of your calls. I'm like, we love how you just, like, call people out and just, like, yeah, that's what we do in New Jersey. Yeah. We, like, tell the truth, right? And we just say what's on our mind and what it is. So um, this is the Business Secrets for Gym Orders, me being Uncle Vinny, which is not a nickname that I've given myself. It's a nickname that I've had within the mastermind for about, um, you know, probably five or six years now where, where you know, when I kind of go off on a tangent and tell people what they need to do and stop being big baby about it, you know, they, they call me like their Uncle Vinny. It's like your uncle kind of taking you by the, by the ear and going over and getting, getting stuff done. So that's going to be the first show. Um, the second show is going to be this one, which is Ask Vince, is that's where we, you know, line up three softball questions for me, and uh, I answer those questions. Um and then the last show is uh, show number three. We haven't really talked about a specific name for it yet. I guess we'll have to come working up with something. Working title. Yeah, working yeah. title. Um, but it's where we're going to have a guest. I'm going to kick Matt out of his chair, and I'll bring in someone much smarter, much better looking, much You're more intelligent. You're getting a different chair. I'm keeping my chair. Okay. Um, and that's, that's when we'll have a guest on the podcast. So it could be one of our team members uh, within the company. It could be uh, an SPF mastermind member that's, that's doing really well. Or it could be just one of my friends from the fitness industry or, my, or a friend in just the business world. Uh, so some interesting person that we'll bring on to drop some value for you guys. We will, most likely will do this show monthly um, in the beginning and then work up to it. And as I said in the last episode, 
Um, if all of a sudden I said, hey, can you be on the podcast tomorrow, know that the really good guest that I was going to have on the podcast canceled last minute and I needed someone to fill the spot. So, <laughs> or, or that you decided that you wanted to film it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so if I do ask you to be a guest and it happens to be on really short notice, know that, that you know, I won't tell you this, but know that you were picked last. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, before we get started, too, I don't know if you already said this because I've learned to tune you out by now, <laughs> but uh, follow the podcast if it's giving you value, of course. I and, said I that. I know you said share, but I wasn't, you know, like I said, I tuned you out. No, I clicked follow show. The first thing that we started, you were over there twiddling with the camera. And I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. So don't you don't worry about me, man. Okay. I'm, I'm on point. All right. All right. I trust you. Yeah. Last time I make that mistake. <laughs> so, Vince, what's been going on with you? You asked me first last time, so I'll ask you first this time. All right. Um, we're, we're coming on high off the mastermind. Right? We, had the, our, you know, we do these mastermind meetings three times a year. And, you know, it's where we bring in gym owners from all over the world together in the same room. And it was... Uh, it was incredible. It was an incredible meeting and, um, you know, lots of big breakthroughs, lots of great presentations, lots of big goals being set. Um, you know, we had a couple um, pretty incredible guys that, that just got up in the front of the room and really talked about, you know, how much their life has changed from being in the group. One guy, Larry Williams, he got up there and he was like, he's like, man, he was like, this is the first time I'd been able to take my kids on a plane. And he brought his kids to New York city and they went and saw the statue of Liberty. And he was like, without the SPF mastermind, I wouldn't have been able to do it. I was like crying. I was like legit crying. I was like, he like did that and he finished. And I was like, I couldn't speak for a minute. I had to like really, you know, but it was just like really incredible to watch um, different people get up and share their stories about where their business was when they started and where it is now. And there's nothing like live events that, that can get people to, to share those kinds of stories. So it was great. We had some incredible speakers. We had uh, Ben Quist, who just blew the doors off. I mean, it was ridiculous. One of the best presentations I've ever seen on team building and how to hire and how to find good employees, how to keep good employees. I mean, he, he is an absolute pro. It was incredible. It was like, you know how they have that uh, ESPN Classic? Um, do they even have ESPN Classic anymore? I don't no, think they do. No, they don't. But they used to have this thing called ESPN Classic, which played yeah. like all old school games. And they, when there was a really good game, they would call it an instant classic. And they would play it on ESPN Classic. So right. the game just happened like three weeks ago. Right. But they played it on ESPN Classic and they called it instant classic. Well, his was like an instant classic. It's like we have certain presentations that happen in the live meetings that are like, oh, my God, everyone always goes back to it. Everyone watches the recording and everything like that. Um, and the, the cool thing is, is that because you guys screwed up the AV so much, we had a really tough time with the slides. So we didn't really get it. So what Ben is going to do is he's going to do the presentation again on one of our Wednesday live calls. So we're going to actually get it done twice. So uh, if you would like to, to be on the call... Or watch the recording of this. Again, this is the best presentation I've ever seen on hiring and keeping employees for the long haul by Dr. Ben Quist. And um, if you would like to be a guest on our Wednesday call and watch that, send a message to hello at vincegabriel.com and put 
Dr. Ben Quist. Eh, just put Dr. Ben in the subject. Put Dr. Ben in the subject. And we'll know that you want to watch that presentation. And you can come on one of our live Wednesday calls um, and check it out. So you just go to uh, hello at vincegabriel.com and put Dr. Ben in the subject line. And then we'll get back to you and we'll send you the Zoom link. Um, and so you can watch it. But it was, it was a game changer. It was that will the, be a link in the show notes, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was one of the Make best me. presentations I've ever seen. It was crazy. You're so. not gassing it up either. This will be definitely worth it to attend this call. Yeah, sure. I don't know why anyone wouldn't. Yeah. No brainer. How about the questions? What questions? The three questions. Oh, are we ready? Oh, are we? I think so. I yeah, think I'm we ready. Are. I'm ready. How about question number one, which is I'm working on doing a joint venture with the police in town. For the highest chance of success, what needs to be on that ad? Pictures, bullet points, etc. For pricing, is it smart to offer a normal rate but have the program run six weeks? Just looking right. for ideas, looking for copy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so so here's, how, here's how I'm going to answer this question, okay? Uh, I'm going to re-ask the question. How do I create a flyer that is going to go up on a wall and try to generate leads? or try to generate activity, right? So some people use flyers in their gym, and I really believe that you should, right? If you have an event coming up... We had a lot of success with that recently. Yes. Yeah. Let's say you want to promote a six-week challenge. Let's say you want to promote, you know, whatever at your gym. You should be using the physical walls of your gym, and people don't do it. So put up posters, put up flyers. Um, it's, it's what's called unused capacity. It's the capacity that you have. People look at the walls. They don't look at white walls. But if there's a poster on the wall, they're going to look at it, right? Um, but let's say you have something like this in this situation with a police thing and you want to put an offer together or there's a specific event you're having with the police. Um, you know, you, you could put up flyers and posters. I'm not a huge fan of putting up random posters in the grocery store. Um, you could obviously try it. It's actually funny. The, so my first job, I've never actually talked about this. But I had a job before I worked at Fitness Quest 10. My first real job was I was an intern and then a personal trainer at Fitness Quest 10 in San Diego, right, for, for Todd Durkin, where I met my wonderful wife, Vanessa, okay? Um, but before that, I was an independent personal trainer at the University of San Diego gym, student gym, like where the students would train. Yeah. And I used to have, I got certified by the ISSA, right? And I had my ISSA logoed business cards and I put my business cards up and then I put like a flyer. Now, I don't remember what was on that flyer, but I do remember I ended up getting one client. Only. That would be a great flyer to see. Oh man. my God, I would kill to see it. But it was, I'm sure it was horrific. Hence why I only got one client from it. And I don't think the client even came from the flyer either. <laughs> but um, it, it, it was just like, uh, but, but that's what I did. I put up a flyer on the wall. You know, you put flyers up when you don't know how to market, right? That's what you do in random places like grocery stores. But I do think you can put flyers up in your gym. You put flyers up if you have a specific offer like, for this thing with the fire police or police station or something like that if you have like a like a joint um not a joint venture but let's say there's a business that you're doing a lunch and learn with or there's a company that you're going over and you're working together like a joint venture and you want to have an offer out to their employees you could put a flyer up in their lunch room or something like that right but there can't it usually it's like got to be somewhat warm 
instead of just like randomly putting your flyer at the King's grocery store or something like that. Right. Okay, so here's my flyer formula. Here's the flyer formula. Um, the, the, so, so think of it like this. Flyers should be broken down into three parts. The top third of the page, the middle third of the page, and then the bottom third of the page. Okay, so essentially take a, a, a regular sheet of paper like, like this. Right, we're we're on video now, so I can yeah. you know share. We stuff. actually do have thirds of the page with each question, so that yeah, it works out, right? Um, and the, here I'll go over the three parts, and then I'll unpack them each. All right, so the first top one third is the headline, okay? And the purpose of the headline is to capture attention for them to read the rest of the flyer, okay? The middle part of the flyer is the description of the offer. So what is the thing that they're offering? Is there, um, and I'll, I'll go through it when I unpack each one. Okay. So the middle thing is the offer, right? And then the, the bottom third and the bottom one doesn't necessarily have to be a whole third of the page. You probably can stretch, um, the middle part out to be a little bit bigger. Cause so, so I guess it could be one quarter of the headline. I, I, I explain it like this to make it simple, right? But right. you could make the call to action, which is the third part, a little smaller than a third. It doesn't have to be a full third of a page, right? So you can space it out however you want. But think of it for, for uh, description's sake, a third, a third, a third. Top third is the headline. Middle third is the offer. Bottom third is the call to action. The call to action is essentially how do you take action on this offer? What do you do? Do you Go to a link. Do you go to? Do you scan a QR code? Do you do whatever? And then there's copy with it. Okay, so the headline um, is the ad. That's the that's the top. Of the, the headline is the ad for the ad, and the goal of the headline is to get them to be enticed by why should they actually look at the flyer, right? And a lot of people make the mistake of like putting, you know six week challenge or, you know, you know, nutrition program, right. Or worse, their logo, like don't put your stupid logo on the top of the flyer. No one gives a shit about your logo. And it's, and if it's in your gym, they don't need the logo on the top of you. You're there in the freaking place. Why do you need to put your logo on the top of they're in the building? Why do they do this? I don't know, Vince. I think it just feels like what you should do. No, no, no. <laughs> Not the logo. The logo goes on the freaking toilet paper. That's where the logo goes. Same as the email logo. Top yeah. of the email logo. So, 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 think of, so the first thing is, is words. And words that are going to capture their attention. So it could be some type of a thought-provoking question. Um, it could be something, you know, about the... If there is a cool... Uh, um, you know, catchy name for it um, or something like this. So we, we um, uh, what do we do in the winter? What do we do in the winter? The 50 strong program, right. you know, something like that, right? It could be a catchy name for it. But what you want is that top third to be a, a thought-provoking headline that's going to capture their attention to get them to say, why should I read this flyer? Okay, so that's the first piece of the headline. And, you know, there's so many different formulas. Again, this is not a copywriting workshop, but you could obviously use the classic 
how to, right? One of our big headlines that's been very, very effective for our six-week challenges was how to lose 10 to 15 pounds in 30 days, I think it was, or how to lose 10 to 15 yeah, pounds. It's in, not, you don't say six weeks. It's like, it's very particular. Yeah, in 50 days or, yeah. or whatever it is. But like, it could be a how-to, you know, headline or something like that. Or it could be a question. Whatever it is, the top one-third of the page is big letters, headline. Okay? Not to get into details, you could use the format of the pre-headline, which you probably wouldn't do this in your gym. But you may want to do this on, you know, um, like you wouldn't need if the headline is in the firefighter uh, world, right? You wouldn't need attention firefighters. Like there's only firefighters in that building. So you wouldn't need to say that. Um, but if you were putting it like in a random place, you could say attention. All right. Oh, my wife's calling. Sorry, honey. Um, so you have that, right? And then, and then you have the main headline, right? You have the main headline, right. which is the how-to and everything like that. So you could you could opt to do something like this, like draw attention to who it's for, and then give the main headline that's going to catch your attention, right? Um, then the middle part of the flyer is more of the the, the bullet points, um, and typically what you want, you only got one page to do it, and know that they're not going to read a lot, they're not going to want to read a lot, but they got to think of like what's the offer, what why should I do this, right? And this is where you're going to explain what the offer is. And the line I like to use is, here's what you're getting. Because that's, what, that's kind of what people's question, what do I get? Right. Right, what do I get? And that's when you can bullet point out, like what they do. So if it's a specific offer, you could say you get, you know, X personal training sessions. You get a nutrition program. You get, and those are done in bullet force. Now, I'm not going to, this isn't a bullet point lesson, right? This is more of how to structure a flyer. But you don't want to say things like, Bullet point, strength training. Bullet point, speed training. Bullet point, nutrition. Right? Um, Write it like Billy Mays would say it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone knows who that is, but... Sure um, they do. Billy Mays? Yeah. The infomercial guy. Yeah, no, I know yeah. he's... I know, he's I know you know. Yeah, I know. I, I, I know, know they I know. all know. I'm 44 years old. I know who Billy Mays is. And I'm 25. If I know, they dead. know. Yeah, but you're, you're an older soul. You grew up in a house of a gym owner, so you're, you're, you're not like... Billy Mays, right? Yeah. Like him. Um, so you have that, and and so so use bullet point formulas as well. Like so, how to is a headline formula. Um, you, there are bullet points, so but don't just say what it is. Use some enticing copy. Uh, I probably do for another copy workshop where I teach this stuff. Um, I'm actually thinking about doing one again because I've been getting people asking me to do one. Um, That'd be great. So yeah, so actually make me a note to to. Pick a date where I'm going to do that. I'll probably do it virtually as well. Um, and then the bot, the, and so, so you do bullet points on what they get, right? Um, and then the last third is the call to action. Uh, I really think that if you're doing physical flyer sheets, it, it is really dumb not to use a, not to use a QR code. Like it's just like QR codes. Like everyone's used to them by now. They just pick up their camera phone. People are. You don't have to say. It's funny when we first started using QR codes. Like, I wasn't sure if people knew how to do it. Right. So if you look at some of our old newspaper ads, it says, pull out your camera phone. Yeah, step one. Scan yeah, yeah. this QR code with your camera phone and then click that little thing in the middle. Like, that's what we were yeah. doing. But now I think everyone gets it. Everyone understands. So you can put a QR code and not say anything. 
and they hell. What did that one um, that Super Bowl ad? Not last year, but the year before that. It was just a QR code bouncing around. It was a. It was a. It was a, It was Coinbase. Coinbase, Coinbase yeah. had an ad, and it was literally like an almost like an Atari type video game. And it, it was, was the, a QR it was the code. DVD thing, the DVD logo that bounces around. Is that what it was? A DVD yeah, yeah. Logo? But it was a QR code instead. Yeah, yeah. It's and all so, of, no words. And it was it was like mu- weird music yeah. and just bouncing around the TV. And it's just like, talk about curiosity. Like, what the hell is this? Like, it was nothing. It didn't even say Coinbase. Mm. Like, it did not say anything. It just was the QR code. So people know what to do, you know, with these things. So you, 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 there, there should be some copy to it on the call to action. And even though you, people know to scan a QR code, I still think you should say, scan the QR code to get more information. Right? You almost want to just have like clear instructions on what to do. So if you just put the QR code, you'll probably do better if you put scan this QR code um, to get more information or scan this QR code to sign up now or scan this QR code to see if any uh, spots are still available, right? So that's the bottom third of the page is we're going to just clearly tell them what to do. So it's headline, draw the headline is capture attention, middle part, middle part of the flyers to tell them what do I get for this and then the other one is how to get it those are the three parts of a flyer great question number two that was a that was a lengthy one I hope they were taking notes because that was a lot of information number two sorry (laughs) number two is going to be what is the process you use to document your long term vision I mean when you say leaders of gyms have to be in a visionary role at some point it's easier said than done. People don't even know what that means. Okay. So I, the, before I answer the question, I think it's, it, it's ultra important for people to have a short-term vision. Right? You've you got to know where you want to be in a year. you got to. If you don't know where you want to be in a year, you're screwed. You've you got to have some semblance of where you want to be. And, and this is so simple. Here's, here's what you got to do. Set a client number goal. And then have an average value per client for each one. That's all I need. So, in, I have 50 members now. In 12 months' time, I want to have 100 members paying me X amount of dollars per month. That is like, and then that's your short-term version. And then just go and get that. Like, don't sugarcoat it. Just, just go and make that happen. If you write it down, we, we did this in the beginning of the year. And we achieved that goal, the 12-month goal that we had, six months early. People are scared of that too. So it's good that you can, you can sort of elaborate on that. Because people see that and go, what if I make a goal that's, that I reach too soon, then what? Then you just reset a new goal. You just keep going. Yeah, you just reset a new goal. But, but the reality of the situation is, um, you got to have some type of a short-term thing. Now, long-term is a little harder, right? And, and since COVID, the long-term vision has been really tough. But I've been fortunate to have learned a really great long-term vision uh, process through my good friend, Ari Weinswick. And Ari owns Zingerman's Deli in Ann Arbor, Michigan. It's a $100 million business, and they have a whole education company where they teach this thing called visioning. And visioning is essentially... Uh, a story that you write about what you want your future to be like. Now, this can be written for your personal life. 
This could be written for your um, business, right? And essentially what you do is you write a story that's in the present tense. So, for example, let's say you wanted to write a vision of where you want your life to be in 10 years. You would start the vision by saying, today is July 27th, 2033, right? And you would write it in the present tense on that day. And if you were doing a personal vision, you would write things like, what does your health look like? What does your family look like? What do your finances look like? And man, I will tell you, does this program what goes on in your subconscious mind like nothing else? And I had an event happen this morning as I'm recording this that it legitimately made me start to cry because I felt the power of this vision. I wrote my personal vision in 2017 before this business actually started. I was owning a gym at the time. I was knew I had this idea to get into some consulting for gym owners, but I hadn't written a book. I hadn't recorded a podcast. I hadn't done anything. There was, it was zero, right? And I wrote out this vision at this workshop with Ari Wanzer. And my vision was the year for the year 2027. So four years or three years, four years away from it, right? And at the time I was learning um, from a lot of different people. And I wrote about what my health was like. I wrote about what my marriage was like. I wrote about what my kid, relationship with my kids would look like. I wrote about um, the books that I had written that I hadn't written, right? Yeah. And there's one little detail I put in there that I, I, I still can't. It, it, it's so weird talking about this. There's one little detail I put in there, and I wrote this. Dan Kennedy knows me. In 2017, eight years ago. Now, the thought of me having a personal exchange, Dan Kennedy was like a god, still is. And the only, I'd never been to a seminar of his, I'd never read anything. I've only read his books and I've learned a lot. But he was like almost like untouchable to me at the time. And I wrote Dan Kennedy Knows Me because I thought that if I could get Dan Kennedy to at least know who I am, that would mean I would have moved so far ahead in my life to have a personal exchange with someone of that caliber to be able to like, right? Um, and remember, it's like, $25,000 a day to spend with Kennedy. It's not like, it, at the time, and at the time, the fax machine. that was an, an, yeah, right? That was untouchable, right? And this morning, I got a personal letter from Dan Kennedy. Um, and the reason was because I was at a seminar and I wrote him a letter thanking him because just, and I handed him the letter on the way out. I just, like, yellow piece of paper folded up, and I just handed it to him, and he, like, just grabbed it, threw it in his pocket, and said, thanks, and walked away. Now, I didn't put my um, address in the letter. And I'd signed the name Vince Gabriel, and I just, I did not, um, 
I did not want it to be like, hey, I'm trying to create. I just wanted to be. I was. I'm showing gratitude to you, Mr. Kennedy, because life is different because of you, and you don't even know who I am, but my life is different because of you, right? And I got a letter in the mail this morning, a personal letter from Dan Kennedy, and he read my letter. He cited my letter. He is incredible. And it, I started to cry because it was like my vision kind of all coming true. Now, it wasn't like that's like changed my life that I met Dan Kennedy and I got a letter from Dan Kennedy. But it was just like what I'm writing and what I yeah. wrote down in 2017, it is one by one by one by one actually happening in my life. And I went back and I read my vision this morning. And I am, I wrote it in 2017, and I am perfectly in line to achieve everything I wrote down. And it is, it's one of the more incredible exercises that you could ever do. So, you know, if you, if you, if you really, really want to accomplish something in your life, write it down. You know, and I don't even go back to it very much. Like I've read it probably a few times since, but there's something about writing stuff down with intention it gets programmed into your subconscious, right? There was something about my subconscious that said, you need to write a letter to Kennedy because if you write a letter, then you could create a relationship with him, right? Because Kennedy, and I'm going to do a day with him, right? 20, 25 grand, I'm going to do a day with him, right? But you can't just randomly, you have to know him. Like, he's not going to sit down with anybody. And after our letter exchange, the chances of me sitting down for a day with Kennedy is, you know, it's going to happen. It will happen, and I'm going to do it. But not without that exchange. And there's, there's something, the universe pushed me to write that letter at that seminar that day and hand him the letter. And then something in him, right, call it whatever. I know we're getting metaphysical here, right? But call it whatever. Um, and also, I believe the way I wrote the letter enticed him to write back right because I didn't just say hey thanks so much you're great I told a story and I right. wanted him to be impressed by my words right and I actually thought, well I'll tell you the quick story of like why I think he wrote back I so a few years ago he almost died and I had this huge emotional reaction to him dying and it's funny, I remember I sat at a bar that day with your dad, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I, that day I had a drink with your dad, huh. and we talked about it the day that I found out. Because it, it would mean you'd never meet him. Yeah, exactly. And I was, like, really emotional about it. I was like, this guy, like, I can't believe I'm never going to meet this guy in person, right? And he ended up having this miraculous, like, recovery. Like, he was literally... He got out of hospice. Literally in hospice, yeah. like, announcing his death. People were announcing his death. Yeah. yeah. People said, yo... He's dead. Yes. Yeah. And... Yeah, I remember that. And, and he didn't die. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on where I was going there. But you, you were talking about uh, the importance of your vision, writing it down at, at Winesweek's seminar... And how close you were to not achieving it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I don't remember where I was going with that. But anyway, I think that that's, uh, you know, having the intention and, and writing down. I was going somewhere good, but I don't know where I remember where it was. Um, but, the, but the story 
um, of that one little thing I wrote in my vision. For some reason, I put that in there, and I remembered it. And that letter was, and I and I literally Vanessa, I saw, I saw Vanessa, and I started like my my eyes were like welling. She's like, why are you? <laughs> and it wasn't because of the letter. It was because the intention of the things that I'm decided to create in my life are happening. And that, that's kind of what brought on the emotion. So, Well, there you go. In short, vision. Write out your vision. That's the system. Yeah, I, 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 here, here to give you guys a tool, um, you know, Google Visioning by Ari Weinswig. I mean, they, they, Zingerman's does it better than anybody. I've taught it before at our different seminars and everything like that. Um, but, you know, I would go right to the source um, in his book, Ari's book, Managing Ourselves. There's a really great process. They call it a recipe for writing your vision. Um, and I think that that's, uh, that's, a, that's a big part of it. Cool. Man, I'm going to do that now. <laughs> I'll put a link to that too. I'll, I'll find visioning somewhere and put a link to it just to make it easy for everybody. Uh, on to number three. Has anybody done a joint venture with a restaurant or a diner? So what's happening here, I'll, I'll cut it short. They, they uh, offered to write up a new menu and add some special menu items that would cause a charity donation every time someone ordered that item. And there would be a QR code for people to get a deal uh, with the diner based yeah, on Yeah, no, I like that idea, yeah. Um, so yeah, the answer to the question is yes, I've done it with a, with a diner. And I was one of the first people ever to do this. Um, and I went to the, the guy that owns the local diner in town and he, it's funny because he said to me, his name was Jimmy and I sat down with him. This is, this is more than a decade ago. So we've been on the diner, the menu of this diner for more than a decade. Right. And he said to me, he's like, you know, he talks like this, he's like, you know, lifetime just came to me and asked me the same thing. <laughs> and he goes, he looks at me with these eyes and he goes, I hate Lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, so I'll do it for you. Right? And so, <laughs> I was like, it, oh God. It also probably doesn't hurt that you're, yeah. you're very Greek. I'm very, I'm Greek. I, yeah. uh, well, and he knew my mom. My yeah. mom was actually a waitress at this diner really? at one point. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Um, but yeah, pretty amazing. But um, so yeah, and the first time we did, we just got it was we got like um, I gave him the different menu items that we had, like we had a salad. It was called the Gabriel Fitness and Performance Salad, and it was or I think it was called the Lean and Strong Salad or something. No way you stupid. called it the Fitness and Performance Salad. It was the Gabriel yeah. Fitness and Performance <laughs> Lean and Strong Salad. I think it still is on there, right? Um, and it's funny because everyone, people, when people come into town, we yeah. always go to lunch there, right? Right. And so we, there's a there's a Gabriel Fitness Athlete Breakfast Wrap, right? It's just an athlete breakfast wrap. It's like the names are so That's stupid, awesome. right? But I can tell you, and again, I don't have tracking on this, so I actually like the question of someone. Um, I didn't do this, and I think that we could if we were. I mean, we didn't have QR codes ten years ago, right? right. But um, I, I like the person that's asking this question of how they're thinking and linking it to a charity and everything like that. Um, but I think that the key is just creating the relationship and being able to you know, provide. Um, but one of the things I started to do was send a lot of my clients to the diner. Like, hey, we got, and, and, and they, the diner loved it. And here's the other thing too. They will track, diners track how many items they sell. 
Like if your item is not good, it's not going to sell. They're not going to keep it on the menu. So you got to create dishes that are going to sell. So you can't make it so the healthy. The soup's got to be good. Yeah, well, you can't make it so <laughs> healthy and bland that it doesn't taste good, right? right? You know, so you can't like like grilled chicken and asparagus. Like no one's going to freaking eat that. Like so you got to you got to like you still want it to be healthy because you're a gym, but it's got to be like tasty and, and good. Like it can't be like something that's disgusting. So right. create your menu items, work with them to do it. Um, and yeah, I think that the person, if you put a QR code um, on the menu and it goes to a charity or if it goes to a QR code for an offer for a free thing or whatever, that's great too. We did at one point have a temporary thing where they had the paper menus, you know, the, the paper menus. Yeah. And I should see if I can find this, but we had an interactive game on the menu and it was all like health and fitness quizzes on the menu and it was all kinds of crazy stuff. And then at one part of the, the, uh, of the uh, menu, there was a big ad for one of our programs. We were doing like a six-week challenge. So you could also do it like that. It doesn't have to be on the permanent menu. You could opt to say, hey, I know you have those paper menus and I want to have a whole spread on the paper menu. That worked out really well. We got a lot of people from that that signed up for our challenge when we did that. So you can do it like on the main menu that's permanent, that they, they probably, these guys probably adjust the menus, I would say every six months or so. Um, but the, the placemat is something that, and what you do is you pay for the printing of it. Yeah. So they don't have to pay for it. So I'll pay for the printing of the placemats, but you just, you know, put my stuff on there and stuff. So yeah, that's awesome. I, I think it's great. I think it's a great um, thing to do. It's probably, you know, the QR code will definitely help track the results to see how well it's working. But even if you don't get it, not every diner is going to be okay with that, right? Some diners will, some diners won't. But even if it's just more of a branding thing, air quotes, um, it's still not a bad thing. It's a, it's a story. It's another talking piece that people say, hey, I went to the diner and I got the right, Gabriel Fitness right. wrap. Like, I'm telling you, once a week, someone comes up to me and says, hey, I had the Gabriel Fitness salad today. Yeah. Like, literally, once a week, still, to this day, 10 years later. Um, so, you know, can I say that's why our business exploded, you know, last, you know in the last 10 years? No, but um, it probably did help. So It's a good look, too. I mean... If you're in Jersey, then, you know, you have a diner in your town and it's part of the community. Like, everybody knows the diner. Yeah, and I do realize that it's, it can be a restaurant, too. It doesn't have to be just a diner. Right. Like, any right. restaurant, you know. But you, you know what I'm getting, like, the equivalent of whatever your town has where everybody knows it. That's your Cheers bar, basically. Correct. Yeah. 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 You become part of the community through them. You can kind of use their celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Man. Lots of good stuff in this episode. I hope everyone takes their notes or listens back because, man. Anyway, if you're interested in that visioning, I'll find that I'll find a good page on that and uh, link it in the show notes. Yeah, see if you, and see if you can try and if, if you would go through our Dropbox. Yeah. See if you can find the Prestige Diner placemat, and put, that would be sick if we could give, share that with you guys. I mean, this is literally ten years ago we did this, but it was sick when we did it. Um, and know that the marketing of it is probably not great because it was so long ago. It was probably before we were had good marketing chops. But I don't know. It could be a cool thing that people can take a look at, you know, to, to copy place. We'll see if we can find that. It would probably be in our old school Gabriel Fitness Dropbox. Yeah, I'll definitely um, look for that. That'd be great. Yeah, I'd like to have that. So yeah, let's <laughs> let's put that in the show notes too. But anyway, um, if you guys liked that episode, again, follow and share. And uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. See you guys. What's up, guys? Thanks so much for listening. Do me a favor and go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. This way you'll get notified when we get new episodes come out. And if you really, really loved it, 
I truly appreciate it if you left us a five-star rating. So thanks so much. If you're looking for more free stuff uh, from me, head over to vincesfreebook.com. You'll get a free copy of my marketing book. And just head over to vincesfreebook.com and I'll send you a copy. Thanks.